0: On June 6th, the federal government will issue the following summer travel advisory. Buckle up. We're going to Disneyland. Yeehaw! This summer. What are you going to do? We almost hit the day. It's the pro. Let's do it. Versus the con. Drop in,
1: ladies. Going for a night out in Vegas.
0: Of Jerry Bruckheimer, the producer of The Rock. Conhead. Directed by Simon West. I'm too old for this. Rated R.
1: Welcome back to the podcast, Old Millennials Remember Movies. I am your co-host, Angela Yoshiko, here with my husband and other co-host, Tyler Wilson.
0: You know, I gotta say, nothing makes me madder than when an agent lost his bladder on the airplane.
1: You have been waiting to say that. For a week and a half, because that's how long ago it was when we watched this movie from 1990, what was it? Seven. (laughs) 1997. Con Air. We will be talking about Con Air today.
0: Fun fact, I made you a little note, like notes of like people in it and stuff like that. I did that from memory. I didn't have to look anything up. You want to know why? Because I've seen this movie a lot we're in the zone of these uh because we're doing the summer of blockbuster or keep saying summer blockbuster that's wrong although that's still correct summer of (laughs) summer of brockheimer
1: brockheimer summer of
0: jerry brockheimer produced movies uh we've done episodes on the rock beverly hills cop Mm -hmm. top gun and now we have con air Mm -hmm. from 1997
1: that's right taylor but before we talk about con air yeah let's talk about what we've been watching
0: well we were uh kind of away from our studio our studio is our house uh we were away for a while we took a a, a break we took a, we ventured out into the the universe the world and in the process we saw uh quite a bit of the new the new content out there
1: yes we did so what do you want to talk uh, about first
0: well, we could talk about... Just get it going. All what the blockbusters. We so we've got... Uh, well, the new one we most saw the most recently was Jungle Cruise with uh, Dwayne The Rock Johnson and Emily Blunt, based on the Disneyland ride, and um, yeah, it was fine. That's right.
1: We spent $30 on that bad boy. We did.
0: We did not go to the theater. We decided to... Uh, well, you know, because it works out if you just look at the price of, our, of a movie ticket these days, and we haven't been going because of the COVID situation, we looked... And uh, it's expensive to go to the movie if you go at nighttime, and you know.
1: Yeah. Plus, so- if we go to a movie, it's the movie yeah, yeah. and the popcorn. Because if I'm going to go, I'm going to get the yeah. popcorn and the giant soda and probably some candy and a babysitter, a babysitter, and right. I'm going to go out for like sushi and a glass of wine. And suddenly, that movie actually cost me two hundred
0: fifty dollars. So in that in that, in that <laughs> case. Jungle Cruise is definitely like a better value at thirty dollars than the two hundred and fifty dollars.
1: That's right. It was fine, I would say. Yeah, but see the benefit of going on the date night is that if the movie sucks, you at least have, you know, left the house,
0: had something to drink. But that's been ruined now by viruses. Yeah. So, you know, that's not even like that's just stressful. So I just
1: want someone to cook and clean up for me. Yeah. That isn't you.
0: Yeah. 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 Well, I liked um a good... St- I mean, I thought it started pretty strong. Um, It had, like, an African queen charm to it. It definitely wants to be the new Pirates of the Caribbean. It definitely follows the basic plot of the 1999 Mummy movie. And these aren't, like, bad things to try to be, I don't think. I, mean, I think it's uh, at least the first Pirates movie, and then a couple of the sequels, plus that Mummy movie, the first Mummy movie, are good romp a good adventure type movie so that's not like a bad model to follow mm-hmm. i just feel like it kind of loses itself in a lot of um cgi supernatural mayhem in the second half and i just uh i don't know it's just to me it was very much just like the pirate sequels of just like goofy villains the that- don't really look very good on screen i I thought even like the pirate special effects are better than this movie and that those sequels are 15 years old i don't know
1: yep there's some things i don't need in a movie and this movie had a lot of those however yeah i do like the rock and i do like emily blunt question for you yeah does emily blunt pull off the character that she's trying to pull off in this movie
0: i think emily blunt is the best thing about jungle cruise i feel like the rock is playing kind of the same character he plays in any movie where he's, like, the affable lead. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Even, like, when he's in Fast and Furious as, like, Hobbes, there's more intensity. This is more, like, laid back, and it's yeah. fine. It's more like the Jumanji model of Dwayne Johnson, although in those movies, obviously, he's pretending to be, like, a, a Somebody, teenager yeah. or whatever. But, yeah, I don't know. He's not, not that he's bad. I think he's always kind of a reliable lead, but, like, he's not bringing anything to it. Whereas I feel like i mean this is just my personal opinion i feel like emily blunt is in a movie she brings i don't know she's always got something extra like she's great i just think she's a great charismatic performer and i liked her and as as this uh as this um adventurer
1: i did too as a fully capable woman in the what 40s
0: yeah, thirties or 30. well, no, it's uh, set in World War One ish, so nineteen twenty ish, I guess. Yeah, fully
1: capable pant wearing adventure girl, Color pants, who can uh, g- you know kick ass and take names, but who can't swim. Can't swim. Yeah, <laughs> and, and I guess what I was trying to think is like, does she pull off some of the choreography where she kind of has to like fight people? Yeah, I
0: thought she looked. I thought she was great in that. She's had. I mean, you got to remember that she's done you know, she, she's done, we'll talk about one of the other movies, she's done Quiet Place, that's a lot of running around, and then she did um, Edge of Tomorrow, which is a really great sci-fi movie with Tom Cruise, where she's an action star in that movie. I mean, she's done this before, um, so this is definitely a little bit different vibe, it's mm-hmm. definitely more of a light hearted, like, the, the, the Rock and her have really good chemistry, actually, I wouldn't mind them, I know it was so expensive, so who knows if they can ever make money on any movie right now in this climate um, to make a sequel, but I would, I could see them making a pretty good version of this. I told you yesterday, I was like I watched them do like a promo thing where they went and did like a jungle cruise, like they invaded a jungle cruise ride at Disneyland for like 8 minutes with the brother character, and I thought it was like, that was more enjoyable than anything in the movie. (laughs) Like, the charm between them is good. I just don't need a lot of the extra stuff.
1: Yeah, all the supernaturally stuff was unnecessary even
0: like they have a it has a good villain in Jesse Plemons being very weird yep. as like this German uh, explorer right and it's great like he's got a really weird presence he's great in everything um, but then, like, the movie at some point just feels like that's not enough, and they have to introduce this, like, CGI army, and it's, yeah. ah, I don't like it.
1: Sometimes, when there's a myth of a curse that you want to include in a movie, mm-hmm. it's best to keep things, like, unseen and unknown, so that you, as the viewer, aren't sure if the curse is real or not. Yeah. You could have just left it at that. I did not need any of the supernaturally stuff going on. Just
0: gets very bombastic.
1: Yeah, you could have left Jesse Plemons as, as the villain, and this curse could have been something that I mean, the jungle itself is also an adversary. Like, yeah. so now you've got three adversaries, which it doesn't
0: really like factor in that much, really. Like, they don't really have any real problems like being in the jungle. It's usually it's just the supernatural stuff. If
1: they have like comical comical yeah. things happen, but not like real things. But they um, could have.
0: I think one of the key things of why Curse of the Black Pearl, the first Pirates movie, and I, I'm i a fan of the, the, the two sequels that Gore Verbinski did, um, they're very convoluted, which I kind of like, but one of the reasons why I think those tend to work a little bit better than this is that you have... A Jack Sparrow character who just feels like he's running outside of all of that and it's Mm -hmm. like a little bit of chaos that gets thrown in and you don't really know what's going to happen because you've got this character who's unpredictable and unknowable Mm -hmm. and so that adds to that a little bit so that you can have all this crazy shit going on but then you're just like well (laughs) look at this guy he doesn't seem to like react Mm -hmm. to it that severely so I think that that's an element that is key to that. I, I,
1: it's not a repeatable formula necessarily, it's, though.
0: It's always funny. It's like um, I tell you what the big swings that these studios love to do. They oh, people always want to try to like capture ghostbusters vibe mm-hmm. they want to capture raiders of the lost ark they want to capture pirates of the caribbean which itself is a little bit of a up uh you know raiders riff you know mm-hmm. it's the problem is is that like it's really hard to pull that off and any attempt is super expensive yes so it's like can you really do that yeah anyway anyway it's fine i don't know I, it, it's fine yeah, yeah. Uh, speaking of Emily Bunt, we did also watch A Quiet Place Part 2. hmm Uh, that was... We didn't go to the theater for that either. We didn't go to, we didn't go to the theater for any of these. Yes, um correct. we it It's on Paramount Plus now, after 45 days of being in the theater, so we watched it from there. And what did you think of A Quiet Place? You were a big fan. I think you... Uh, when we made a top ten list for that year, A Quiet Place, the OG original, was your favorite movie of the year. Yeah. Or that's close? That's or close. probably. Yeah.
1: Well, when I watched the original, yes. I went to the movie theater by myself. Yeah, which I had, ne- which we were I taking did.
0: Turns on Movie Pass is what we were doing. Yeah. Movie Pass, we were Movie Pass subscribers so, for like sometimes, three months. Yeah,
1: sometimes we couldn't get a babysitter, so it'd be like, you'd go to the movie one night and I'd go another night. So I was pregnant. Yeah. By myself in a dark theater, and so that's uncomfortable all around. So the movie terrified me in a very exciting way, which movies don't get to do very often for me. Right. So I was fully satisfied by that, and I did not want a sequel. I was like, that movie can't be topped by the sequel. No. And then I agree that it was not topped by the sequel, it was still good.
0: It was very much the same movie, again. But, like, um,
1: not as good.
0: Well, I just... I feel like... So John Krasinski is back directing it. Emily Blunt is in both. Um, John's... I mean, it's... It, the Both of them are only, like, 90 minutes. Um, and what I would equate to it as is both movies are really just, like... It's the raptor kitchen sequence in Jurassic Park for 90 minutes mm-hmm. each time. It's, like an alien's coming. You gotta hide from it. You gotta be tricky about where you hide and then all of a sudden there's like an attack and then you have to run and then you're like back to hiding. Mm-hmm. And listen, the, re- the the kitchen sequence in Jurassic Park, one of the all-time greatest sequences of all time. Right? It just is. This is not debatable. But, um and look, Krasinski is very good at staging that over and over again. Yep. And I liked it for the story because I think the first movie have, definitely has a more of a an emotional arc. There's definitely some yep. loss in that movie that is felt. Um, this movie, oddly, even though it does have those elements, not that, like no time has really passed between the movies, mm-hmm. right? So there's loss here that they're dealing with. It just felt like not as strong of a through line. Yep. And it just felt like a lot of the same beats. And so it was well-made, um, but ultimately unnecessary, I would yeah. say.
1: Yep. I'd rather just watch the first one again.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I I, I think so, too. So... Anyway, Emily Blunt's very good in it, but also is seemingly not in. Like sh- they split the, the characters up. Killian Murphy is in the movie, and he kind of becomes like an almost co-lead, and they split it up, and so you have less time with everybody. And I don't know, like I just I felt like she was a little bit short shrifted too, mm-hmm. oddly.
1: And then there are the normal obnoxious scenes where characters do stupid things that they wouldn't yeah. do. Yeah, yeah, and that's annoying.
0: Yeah. Like no, the I character don't like that. wouldn't do that. Lex and Tim, they don't do stupid things. They do the best they can.
1: Yeah, like the the, the, the adversaries are hard enough. Like you don't have mm. to add stupid decisions Bad on decisions, top of it. You right? can make good decisions that still where you get terrified and fucking fucked up. That's enough. Yep. That makes it scarier. Okay. Yeah.
0: yeah. So, anyway. um the other one we watched, we watched a couple of these as like a little bit of a date night away from our kids, which we got to have finally. But we ended up just like watching movies in a house. But, um, yeah. we watched, uh, the Marvel Black Widow. Um, and this was on the heels of finishing up the Loki show, which, um, we didn't talk about, but is very good. We both enjoyed the Loki series pretty, pretty well, right? Mm-hmm. I thought we were fans of all that. Um, I probably liked it about as much as WandaVision. Um, yeah, anyway. So, Black Widow, uh, what did you think about uh the latest marvel adventure that was delayed from last year and now scarlett johansson is she's suing disney oh god it's a big old thing but what's Um, the how about the movie what'd you think about the movie
1: i don't know what did i think when we watched it it's been a couple (laughs) weeks i feel like i liked it yeah
0: yeah um yeah i liked it uh to a point um i was really really digging it for about actually three-fourths of it really I really enjoyed the opening sequence, which is kind of a flashback to uh, uh, Natasha Romanoff as a young kid. I actually liked how that became like the key component of the whole movie mm-hmm. that kind of introduces this family that she kind of has, and that's mm-hmm. who these other characters start to show up. So I really liked how that was a connection. And then I really love the dynamic between Johansson and Florence Pugh, mm-hmm. who's kind of in as her sister or kind of sister. And she is a black widow as well. And, um, yeah, I just really like their dynamic. I thought there was a lot of really good scenes of them talking. There's a great sequence where, like, it's those two and these two parent figures at a dinner table. Like, there's just really mm-hmm. good, quiet scenes. They in the fight movie. each other
1: in one scene. Yeah. That's pretty good.
0: It, it really is, um, thoughtful in a lot of ways that I appreciated. I kind of like that scaled down approach. But then I, which is weird because we've gotten, you know, it, it it's supposed to come out year last year, right? And so, mm-hmm. the you know, the TV shows were supposed to be out after Black Widow, right? And Black... I mean, the TV shows have kind of taught us, other than, like, a few of the climax episodes, like, to, like, enjoy kind of the quieter elements of the Marvel the Universe. The actual,
1: like, character yeah. interaction. And I
0: like that stuff. And so, um to have the movie be that for a while is really good. And then, unfortunately, I feel like it really just decides to go for these big kind of airless uh i mean literally they're in the air action scenes that i don't think they they look they they don't feel very original we've seen it before even in the mcu and it doesn't seem necessary i like the villain the taskmaster is a cool villain who can like imitate different fighting styles i like all that i like all the fighting stuff like that but i don't know just to like set things up in the air to spend another 60 million dollars to me is just uh i don't know i I, that's when i just kind of tune out a little bit so yeah it was a little underwhelming of an ending mm
1: -hmm. i wish these movies would start learning that these big climactic action scenes are not that exciting
0: well you know and here's the thing like disney especially should probably figure out like the best parts of like jungle cruise quieter moments between the stars so fine pay the stars and like do a scaled down movie and don't Mm -hmm. spend 200 million dollars so that when you're you know the pandemic ruins your box office take you don't like you could maybe do another one of these movies just scale it down Mm -hmm. and black widow is a prequel you know this character has no fight no more place in the mcu in the going forward future because of what happened in endgame she doesn't
1: have superpowers like there's no need this is the opportunity to do a
0: quiet movie and like spend less money on it so it doesn't make need to make a billion dollars you know pay scarlett johansson and then like you know, don't yep. overdo it. You know, yep. you don't have to overdo everything. And I feel like that's the lesson. They're not going to learn that lesson. They're going to be like, well, we can't run... We can't stream these movies at the same time. People will not go to the theater. It's like, well, no, you maybe just spend a little bit less money on the stories that are appropriate. I don't mm-hmm. know.
1: I would so, agree
0: with that. Yeah, I, I liked it. I did not like the ending. So there's that. And then um man, we just watched a lot of the big movies, didn't we? We
1: really, really did.
0: We watched... uh I was... I'm always excited about a Fast and Furious movie. Um, we finally... F9, the Fast Saga.
1: Spent 20 fucking dollars on this thing. Less money than
0: Jungle Cruise. Yes. But it finally went to uh, streaming. It was only... I mean, it was only in the theaters by itself for like 30 days, so it wasn't like a huge wait, but we watched it. And um, um, listen, I I was very... It was interesting watching you watch the Fast and the Furious movie, because, like, you are, like, pretty much on board with this kind of thing, and you yeah. can really go... Aw-
1: I'm an easy get, this is my genre.
0: Like, you forget, but, like, you enjoyed watching Fate of the Furious, which is widely... people don't really tend to like that one. Yeah. And then you like Hobbs and Shaw, which I know is divisive. I like Hobbs and Shaw, too, because it... But I think Hobbs and Shaw is not trying to be Fast and Furious in a lot of ways. It's definitely like spun off and being goofier. Mm-hmm. But using the two characters that I like. And anyway, um, yeah, F9.
1: Yeah, I'm an easy get. So to watch me watch this movie, how is that?
0: You were not happy about <laughs> I was F9. Not,
1: I was not having it.
0: Like, you weren't having it even from the beginning, and I feel like the first half hour is not bad. Like what I kind of thought, in the
1: first half hour? Well, it's the
0: minef- minefield chase, and there's, like, an actual... Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, there's yeah. Like, I, I didn't even mind, like, aside from the peculiar casting of the flashback, I don't mind seeing, no, like, the story No, that was so fucking Toretto.
1: distracting that was so but the first two
0: are like it's they're short it's not derailing it but at least in the beginning of the movie like there's a clear mission like they mr nobody kurt russell character is missing they gotta go and they gotta go find him and then there's an action scene i was like okay i get this but then like i don't know it just turns into it's weird to complain complain about plot in a fast and furious movie because it never really makes sense but for whatever reason this just felt very disjointed and not There was really lacking momentum in a lot of ways. I just felt like we were going from one thing to another. We were like, oh, look, Helen Mirren's here. And oh, look, here are the guys from Tokyo Drift. And it's just like a scene here and a scene there. And nothing really comes together.
1: It was terrible. There was no story to this movie at all.
0: I think these movies really, like, need the intensity that The Rock brings to the part. And Jason Statham, like, there's a humor level there that... I liked in Fade and the Furious. I can see how that was, like, not good for the overall... Obviously, the fact that, like, <laughs> Satan played a villain in one, and it was suddenly, like, fine the next, like... Although they do that on this one, too. Um, you know, I like their intensity, whereas I don't know... Like, it's not... Like, Tyrese commenting on, like, how they're invincible is not a terrible idea, but I need more than that through, like, two-minute through-line. These movies are very serious, but they're so ridiculous in the action. I mean, they... Like, they, I mean, this is to the point where, and this was happening three sequels ago with movies I liked, where, like, they're using cars to, like, break falls from stories high, no Mm -hmm. one gets hurt, like, and it's ridiculous, but, like, I feel like you have to, (laughs) you gotta do something to either offset that with humor, or you have to, like, really kind of give a big type of performance, and I feel like this one has none of that. It Mm -hmm. has no humor, and it has nobody that's really, I think they're trying to make John Cena, intimidating and big but he actually just feels really miscast or it's just not enough on the page for him I don't know
1: it's everything
0: and I you know it's
1: all of the above going wrong
0: I'm not a Diesel fan as an actor so I just feel like any of that is just never really going anywhere um yeah, I, I like some of the action. The magnet cars are cool. Okay, the, but see, the action's only cool when you care about the characters. I think this series has really oddly missed Paul Walker, uh, since he's been gone. The other thing I was gonna say is that I did watch, before I watched these two, or the new one, I did, the only Fast and Furious catch up I watched were, uh the original Fast and Furious, in which uh, Vin Diesel is much smaller. And uh, I watched Two Fast, Two Furious. Um mm-hmm. both, you know, I have Paul Walker in the lead. Um these are movies that I've never really liked, um, and I've always thought that Two was like the worst movie in the franchise. And I watched them this time and I'm just like, yeah, you know. I probably enjoyed them more this last viewing than I've ever enjoyed either mm-hmm. of those movies. Mm-hmm. I just feel like they I don't know, I liked how they were just like, Oh yeah, look, they're just they're racing cars. That's nice. Uh-huh. <laughs> like, there's not a lot of nonsense going on. Like, it's nonsense, and it's silly, but it's like, oh. Like, the big thing of Too Fast, Too Furious is that they jump a car onto a boat at one point. And it's like, well, that's it. Everything else is just straight racing. And it's mm-hmm. like, all right, yeah, I can get behind this. Like... It's it's gotten to the point where it's just out of it feels like it's a little out of control.
1: Again, keep it small. You don't have to do the biggest thing in the world to make it entertaining. I,
0: I don't know. I like Justin Lin as a director. I feel like the action looks good, but man, I it was a slog to watch this one. It was I I think that F9 is the worst movie in the franchise. Yeah. yeah I I have to go back and watch 4 again cuz I don't I don't like 4 that much, yeah. but um yeah. No, F9. I was disappointed. A little bit of a bummer. Yep. Han's back, and it's, like, wasted. I just feel like they spend... I could a... give
1: a shit about Han now. I don't know how they did that, how they made me not give a shit that he was back and not give a shit about him in the movie, Well, the movie takes. I an... was torn when he fucking died.
0: The movie takes an hour to get to him, and then even then, he just feels like he just He's is, just like, like hey. he gives, like, a five-minute explanation. He's like, all right, well, I guess I'll drive a car with you guys for a little bit, and he doesn't really get to do anything besides, like, drive yeah. a car.
1: The... I mean, it's important... Even in a movie like this, to bring some emotion to it, and there was nothing. The this best is a scene in cold the cold movie.
0: The best scene in the movie is the stinger that gets cut off, like where the stinger that gets cut. Where off. Han open these open the door and here's Han. Like that's the scene I want in this movie, and it's like yeah, you have to wait for the next one. Well, oh, fuck you. Like mm-hmm. you told me we were gonna get Han mm-hmm. back, and it's like
1: mm-hmm.
0: whatever. I don't know.
1: Anyway. Yeah, this movie was cold. You could tell that there wasn't a lot of heart in it.
0: That being said, uh the one movie of these new movies that I that you did not watch, um you actually missed out on the worst one. Oh good. Which is <laughs> Space Jam a New Legacy. Oh
1: well, obviously I knew that. <sighs> obviously.
0: We have an episode on the original Space Jam in our archives. You should go listen to. Yes. Uh the thing to remember about that movie is that um listen, the original Space Jam, while you might have some nice affection for it, is not a good movie. Um it, it really isn't. Um but this one, God, it's like makes that one look like a fucking masterpiece. I'll tell you that.
1: How about compared to Looney Tunes in action?
0: I like Looney Tunes back in action. Looney Tunes back in action understands the Looney Tunes and knows how to use them. Whereas Space Jam and New Legacy has Bugs Bunny as like a nothing, like n- like none, none. Of, there's only there's two characters that they get right in the New Legacy, and luckily they're my two favorite characters. Mm, but mm-hmm. they are. Only, I mean, it's... You can't fuck it up. Well, you can by not including them or not doing anything with them, which is what the original Space Jam did. But, like, yes, Space Jam A New Legacy actually has, like, three good bits with Roadrunner and Wile E. Coyote. Like, whoever wrote this at least understood, like, what what they're good with Mm -hmm. doing. The problem is that it's a two-hour movie and that the Wile E. Coyote and Roadrunner stuff amounts to about two minutes and 30 seconds. So it takes a half hour for the Looney Tunes to show up in this.
1: Um, who's Who's this movie for then? Poor
0: Don Cheadle is trying so hard to be this villain that is just the most ridiculous. He, he's an alg- algorithm in a computer. Oh, buddy! And it is just it's rough. Um, so
1: when you wait a half hour to bring in the cartoon characters. Who know. is this movie for?
0: People who like LeBron James as a basketball player, and I guess that's older kids, but then, like, I don't know what.
1: But then, are the older kids enjoying the cartoon? Well, Looney and that, Tunes? that's
0: the same. I guess that's the same conundrum that you have with the original Space Jam, because I was definitely, like, older, I think, when the Space Jam came out, like 12, which is maybe that's kind of pushing Looney Tunes, although I love Looney Tunes. Like, yeah. I still love Looney Tunes, right? Um,. So maybe that, but that's but at least in that movie. Like Bugs Bunny's in it real quick, and this movie like does Bugs dirty. It does Daffy dirty. Like they don't get any of the other characters right, like or they just have no no role at all. The only ones who literally are got have their actual essence on screen is Roadrunner and Wally Gowdy, and they're in two minutes of the fucking movie. Yeah. It's you- dreadful. I don't even, I don't even hate all the IP. Like, it's weird. Like, the whole last hour of the movie is this basketball, which is weird. So, it's a two hour movie in which, like, it takes a half hour for Looney Tunes to get there, but then the last hour is still this basketball game, but it's not a basketball game. All the rules make no sense, and it's just surrounded by all this IP from Warner Brothers and stuff like that. So, you've got, like, Batman on the sidelines, Danny DeVito looking, uh, penguin, Pennywise the clown. Like, why? because they're you know it's universe the brand it's like ready player one it's the uh the going into the wreck it ralph uh well at least they were like making fun of the ip and wreck it ralph right when they went to the internet this is they're standing in the background (sighs) and that got savaged by critics to me i was like whatever i don't even care about that like what you're actually showing me for the story and what's going on like it's horrible like i don't even care about all this other shit it's bad but
1: how was lebron james
0: stiff mm. but i mean so was michael jordan i don't know like i'm not i'm not I, actors i wouldn't like lebron james is funny in uh uh train wreck he he's quite good in that it's a smaller role and it, it's comedic but
1: is he playing himself yeah yeah
0: well, he plays himself in this movie too but he, like, they made the odd decision of, like, making him a shitty parent, <laughs> <Uh-oh>. <laughs> which is weird to me. Like, okay. Like, he's just an asshole. To, like, the whole conflict of the movie is that he's kind of an asshole to his kid.
1: Is he a parent in real life?
0: Yeah, but it's not the same, you know, it's like Michael Jordan thing. They just changed everything to actors, obviously, but, yeah, it's weird.
1: Okay. And he's
0: stiff, and I I don't even necessarily, like, what do you, I don't know, what do you want from him, I guess? I don't know. Weird. Like, I'm not gonna say he's better or worse than Michael Jordan. It's just, is like, this, I don't know. It's not an actor.
1: Oh well, we can all say that he's worse than Michael Jordan. We can, we? Michael Jordan is the king of all. Really? What do you mean, really? Is oh. this a debate?
0: Yeah, it's a big debate. No, yeah. it
1: is not. This People... is fact. Nobody questions this whatsoever. And if you're an old millennial and you're like, I like LeBron James more than Michael Jordan, you can go fuck. But you're yourself.
0: disregarding the. No, the, I'm not. You, no, no. You, are, are you no, just? Are you
1: no, just? No.
0: <laughs> Are you disregarding Michael Jordan's Nazi uh, Hitler mustache eight Yes, years?
1: Yes, and his golf career and his baseball career. We're disregarding that. His
0: degenerate gambling and how he, much of an asshole he yes. was? Okay. He
1: is the greatest of all time basketball player. End of story. We don't need to debate this. I, I mean, you had an obsession with Michael Jordan. I can't believe I'm the one on this side of the conversation. What is happening? Uh, I mean, yeah. What?
0: I mean, as someone who followed the NBA during Michael Jordan's time, and someone who doesn't really follow the NBA now, yeah, my answer would be Michael Jordan. You just
1: made me spill tea all over myself. But You're like, being so fucking ridiculous.
0: LeBron, I mean, he single-handedly brought, I mean, he blah, won blah, champion. Blah. I don't know. Like, you know, he's good. He's good, good yeah. but he's
1: not the greatest of all time.
0: Uh, Period. I mean, he could be the GOAT.
1: Oh my god, I cannot believe this is happening. I don't have an opinion. Is like upside-down world? I don't have an opinion. You don't have an opinion about this? I think- How?
0: I would say that, like, um, sati- listen, like, I think there's a lot to be said about LeBron James's ability and what he was able to do. Sure. But I think there is something that was valuable about Michael Jordan staying with one team. Um, yes. I think the last dance, despite depicting Jordan as a, sometimes of a bit of an asshole. Yeah. And a, we all knew about the gambling stuff. Like, somehow, even then, still managed to, like, like like even lift up the uh the legend of michael jordan mm-hmm. even more mm-hmm. so his i mean yeah.
1: faults made him even more lovable i don't Correct.
0: know I, yeah i don't know if it's lovable but it's, he's iconic he's legendary uh-huh. so you know i would yeah i would say that michael jordan's the, the goat that's, yes that's what i would say i can't believe you'd question that i'm just like I, I get the argument why you'd say lebron that's all i'm saying i get it i get it if you're a younger person who's fallen the nba and follow his career that's who you would say He's, but, the, he's the but dominant like nobody player. Nobody
1: cares about the NBA like they did they when do. Michael it, Jordan was in it. No,
0: but it is like it's far more popular than a lot of like. But
1: not not comparatively. I NBA mean,
0: is pretty popular. It's just, more. You popular. and I just aren't NBA. Guys. It's more
1: popular than it was before him, but it's not as popular as it was in the Michael Jordan Probably years.
0: Probably not. Probably not. Probably not.
1: Okay. Well,
0: oh, people love. I mean, I don't know what you are talking about. You are you watch Steph Curry's television show every week? Holy! moly. I don't moly. even know
1: who Steph Curry is. Holy
0: moly! Who
1: is he? I don't even know. <laughs> now, if it... If it's a very was famous Pippen, basketball player. If it's Scottie Pippen, now I know who we're talking Steph about. Steph Curry is
0: with the, the Warriors, and they won, like, all those championships. like I should know, that. Okay, well, you should. I mean, Steph Curry. I know Steph Curry pretty good from ba- Holy Moly. Pretty good basketball player.
1: <laughs> if you asked our kids...
0: They would know him from Holy Moly. What's Steph
1: Curry from? Yeah. Okay, if I was in fourth grade, like our fourth grader is, and you asked me who Scottie Pippen was, I would know who the fuck that was.
0: Okay, but like, it's just, that is only dependent on like, what we show our kids. Like, our kids know who Kenta Maeda is. No. No. Because we watch Minnesota my, Twins my, games. my parents
1: didn't show They know who me,
0: Byron Buxton my is. My
1: parents didn't show, our okay. parents didn't watch NBA basketball. It was just like, in the culture. It was in the pop culture. Well, my parents
0: watched NBA basketball. My dad did. But... It, well,
1: I mean, everybody did. Yeah enough to know
0: we don't watch it because we don't have nobody has cable anymore it might be on the espn thing i don't know
1: and then is lebron better than shaq
0: i mean i think he's a better player yeah shaq
1: can't make make free throws i'm just talking like like long-term i like shaq better i'd rather watch shaq
0: in a movie which is saying something
1: (laughs) yeah why didn't they just bring in shaquille (laughs) you know he's
0: older I don't know
1: they wanted who someone... gives a shit because they wanted to do like a again who's the, the same... movie for
0: I don't know I, I mean that's a great mystery I mean you put Shaquille
1: <laughs> O'Neal in there and now I'm like oh yeah, we will watch this movie
0: Like I don't know what
1: get a little Charles Barkley in there bring bring back Michael Jordan they... why didn't they just make that movie
0: Michael Jordan doesn't they'll do the it again. for TV
1: commercials but they won't do it for Space Michael Jam Michael Jordan hasn't
0: come back for TV commercials for but that but
1: Charles Barkley and Shaquille O'Neal oh, do mean,
0: they would do it in a second
1: And Michael Jordan does TV commercials. He doesn't
0: do Looney Tunes commercials anymore. I know,
1: but if you paid him
0: enough. I don't
1: know. He said no to the
0: sequel, so. Did he, though? He did. He said no. They tried to make him do the sequel. He's like, nah. When? This one? Yeah, well, they've tried several times. They tried to get him in this one, I'm sure, and he's just like, nah, girl. Okay. Let me get my Nazi stash.
1: Yikes. All right. Was that about all we've been watching? Uh yeah, I feel like I had more to say about Space Jam, which I did not watch.
0: We watched some other stuff. I don't know if you I want did. to talk about them, but um, I you're we watched them during our vacation. So I don't know if you even remember them. So yeah, you're looking at the titles. See, this is what I'm saying. I gave put the titles right on there for you. You don't even know what they are, what and do you, you mean? watched them.
1: I did not watch Shiva Baby. You
0: did watch Shiva Baby with me on one? HBO Max. That is the one where Excuse the you, uh, sorry. <laughs> That's the one where the young woman goes to, like, that funeral, uh the wake.
1: Oh, yeah, that was a good one.
0: Oh, you like that? Okay, let's talk about
1: that. Oh, okay. She
0: went to a, it's like, it's a, it's an hour and ten minutes. It's a very short movie, mm-hmm. but it, it is like um the epitome of, like, office... Cringe, Mm -hmm. like it's a comedy, but it's like it's riding the line because it's very uncomfortable, awkward.
1: It's just you want to feel uncomfortable. Yes,
0: this woman, this woman's going to this wake, which is it's like a Jewish uh, uh, family's wake, shiva. Yeah, it's a shiva, and Uh um, anyway, she goes to this thing. It's a lot of family members. Well, she's (laughs) seeing somebody who shows up. It's not like someone she's related to, but she's this guy shows up with thing. He's been like giving her money. To like basically to, you know. be a sugar daddy, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And but he's married and has a baby, and it's just like cringe, cringe mania. Uh, 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 and it's a very tight space. It's small mm-hmm. house. Mm-hmm. It feels it's very uncomfortable for if you're if you're COVID, um, edgy from COVID. Yeah, because people are just cramped up in the house. They shot it obviously before, but. Um, I, I
1: just... I loved so much about this movie. Oh, you did? Even, yeah. even less than the, like, awkwardness of, like, seeing someone who's paying you to have sex with them. Like, take that part out. All the awkwardness of her family and her extended family and, and friends of family who are like, oh, what are you doing? What are you going to do with your life? Like, what yeah, are you, yeah. Like all that pressure of like having to like come up with something that people are going to be impressed about and having your extended family and community just like talk shit about you behind your back yeah Ugh. i liked it though it's
0: very yeah it's very cool we didn't really talk about that if you watched it i was oh, yeah because you went, to, like we to, bed or went stuff. to bed yeah so we didn't really have a discussion about it so it,
1: it was awkward
0: yeah i thought it was okay it was, i thought the lead was she was good and uh there were things i liked about it yeah. But a little, I mean, it's pretty cringy, though. It's like, oh, God. It's very uncomfortable. So then, it teeters the line of, like, not being that funny because it's like, oh, God, no, no, yeah. no. Which is, I mean, it's doing it effectively. It's doing exactly what it sets out to do.
1: Yeah. I just think that uh, there's a lot of really fucked up weird families out there and and uh yeah. having to, like... Navigate life and relationships and your sexuality with like a tight knit family that like, ugh, yeah. and like are you coming out and what is your sexuality and what are you doing with yeah. your life and
0: pretty wild. Yeah. Now the other one we watched that I don't think we talked about was that like the Hulu one, yeah, which is False Positive, which yeah. is Alana Glazer from like Broad City, but it's not a. I mean, it's kind of a comedy in spots. This was a weird one to me. The tone of it was uh, all over the place. I
1: liked how weird it was. Did
0: you? Yeah. Yeah. Pierce Brosnan is like this fertility doctor, and they do some nefarious shit to uh, her womb, we think, or she thinks, and so she begins to get kind of paranoid about all this, and does her paranoia real? I don't know. Anyway, um, I thought it was... The the tone was all over the place. Um, I I liked it. I think it. it had buried in there were some ideas that i liked like i liked where i was trying to say in a lot of ways but Mm -hmm. i don't know if it necessarily worked for me completely but i like things that are weird so i I appreciated it's swing it was swinging for something
1: this is one of those movies that when someone says why can't they just make something original here you go yeah i mean this is a story you've not seen
0: before at least not not that way i guess not in this way and not with this
1: message what was funny is um the actress from broad city it she was like not the same. She wasn't playing the same character.
0: Well, she doesn't look. I mean, she looks completely different. Her I hair's would, all different. She's I a little re- bit
1: older. And so it was. That threw me off. When I
0: saw day. this was announced, I mean, I, we, it had been out for a little while and I was meaning to watch it and then we eventually did. But even when it came out, I was like, what is this? Because, like, she's on the front mm-hmm. and you're like, who's that? And you're like, oh, that's it long. Like, who, mm-hmm. Who's that? And like, mm-hmm. you just, like. Is it Alana Glazer or is it the other one from Broadsitter? I think it is.
1: I don't know. Abby Jacobson names. is the
0: other one. No, I think it's Glazer. Yeah. Anyway. She's um, very
1: good in it though, I thought.
0: Yeah. I just, you know, it was okay. It was weird. Yeah, It was weird. Yeah.
1: It didn't quite know exactly what it wanted to be. It didn't know what you wanted it to be. Like is, are you uncomfortable? Are you laughing? Are you freaked out? Well, yeah, are you sort of bored a little bit, like what's happening?
0: I don't yeah, I mean, I feel like there are some attempts at humor that don't land because it's trying to do these other things, mm-hmm. and so that's where I feel like it it maybe just kind of doesn't doesn't quite get there um anyway, but I like the attempt I mean, it's definitely something' that's tough to tough to go for, and they go for it, mm-hmm. so. Anyway, I mean, the last thing I'll mention is that I, you know, the movie Old came out. Emma Night Shyamalan's Old, about the beach that makes you old, right?
1: I wanted to see that, so don't say anything about it.
0: Well, I didn't, I didn't see it. Oh. So, it's in theaters, so I didn't see it. But I'll tell you what I watched was The Village.
1: Oh, that's right. <laughs> that's what Gwyn did.
0: So, I haven't watched The Village in a long time, and... Listen, I watched it because there's this been this reassessment. People have been like, the village is actually good. Mm-hmm. And there's been a lot of things being written about that over the years. And as someone who is kind of an apologist for Glass, mm-hmm. I know it's not very good, but I kind of like the swing that takes too. And I mm-hmm. kind of, you know, I think he's been creeping out of the, you know, split is pretty good. The visit's not bad. Like, Shyamalan is kind of like... You know, it's worth looking back. We, I love Unbreakable still. We did a podcast on Unbreakable. We've done Signs. Um, so I wanted to watch The Village, a movie that I don't think I've seen since uh, we saw... I think we saw this together, 2004. Yeah. We I, were very excited about yeah. it. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, it is... What's weird about The Village is that, like... It, there's two very clear ways it should have gone. Mm-hmm. One or the other. One yeah. is it's gorgeous looking. Music's great. The cast is amazing. Do the straight monster movie. Yeah. Horror movie. It would have been terrific. Yeah. Like it's Because the parts that like are like that work really well. Great acting, mm-hmm. right? And you
1: wouldn't even have to necessarily reveal or resolve.
0: Nope, You, you could, could just...
1: Almost end it.
0: And you, you they, I mean, everything about, and that's what's interesting about The Village. This is really well made, and you're mm-hmm. just like, I mean, he, like, this is a good looking like, movie. And almost there. And yeah. it, like, every element about it is good except for the script. Mm-hmm. Um, or the other way you could go is about an hour in, not the hour 40 mark, you drop the twist, like, mm-hmm. r- in the middle, and then you explore that, mm-hmm. and you. Um, see it
1: through a little farther. you
0: see it through and you kind of establish like okay why did they do this what's going on and really ride that for like an hour mm-hmm. you could ride that for an hour and that would be kind of a really interesting movie mm-hmm. and it would really focus on like the William William Hurt would have more to do because he would have to focus on him uh, I'm dancing around a, a, a spoiler that's been known forever but anyway I feel like you could do that but the way it is is like it it gives you the twist in the last 10 minutes and it's just like are you kidding me? Like it's so. It just leaves you with so many like questions and being like, obviously this wouldn't work. And it it, it just That's obnoxious. It really hurts. The other problem is that Adrian Birdie's playing a uh, a mentally handicapped person, <laughs> and it's uh, you know, he's giving it his a effort, I guess. But like, it's weird and it now doesn't work. Back, it doesn't. I don't think it was. I don't think it worked then, and it still doesn't work. And mm. it's like it's very strange that it's in the movie, and I it.
1: Doesn't it leaves it. you
0: uncomfortable in a way that I maybe was intentional for Shyamalan, but, um yeah, I don't know. I think it's... <laughs> that being said, like, do I think it's, like, an unappreciated gem? No. I think the problems I had with it back then are still there. Mm. Like, it doesn't work, ultimately. But, man... I
1: want that movie to be good.
0: But, man, I mean, it is very good in, in yeah. spurts. It has, yep. like... it I, I, Even for, like, an hour, I'm just like, this movie's great. Mm-hmm. Like, it really would, works for a while. And then it just kind of... You know, it it tries to like squeeze out a little bit more of its premise, even though you've they've already let the gas out of like what's going on. Mm-hmm. And, but rather than exploring it, they're just like, well, no, maybe we, well, no, maybe not. Maybe we can do a little bit more. And it's like, no, we're already ahead of this now. Like it doesn't work. So anyway, it's on Peacock, and I don't if know. If You're
1: curious, I, check it, it out. I, people,
0: you know, stay away from it because they heard it's bad. I don't know. I think it's worth watching. It's got a, a great. I mean, Bryce Dallas Howard. She's, that was her first movie, and granted, you know, she got the part because her dad was Ron Howard, but it's a great, it's a great debut. Like, mm-hmm. she's really good in that mm-hmm. movie, it's, she's great, like, and you can see why she still has, does decent work from time to time, so. hmm No, I liked her in it, so. And Walking Phoenix is good. Anyway. The Village. That's all I got. We watched a lot of stuff.
1: Holy shit, that was a lot we covered. We talked about Jungle Cruise, Black Widow, A Quiet Place Part 2, F9, The Fast Saga, false positive shiva baby space jam a new legacy the village you're fast and furious and too fast too furious yeah holy shit
0: we watched a lot of stuff didn't we
1: yeah it was like 10 things now
0: the next episode we do will have nothing to talk about because we'll be we like, burned through so, it all
1: i've been watching a couple episodes of Charmed. it'll be a
0: shorter episode and people will be like oh they're actually going to talk about the movie that the title of this episode is jesus I always have to fast forward halfway through their
1: goddamn podcast
0: uh, we're talking about these hypothetical people that don't. There's know this. seven of them, and
1: they're very <laughs> dedicated listeners. Yeah.
0: You know what I was going to say was that we may not have a large following, but I'll tell you what our show is better than some of the big shows because I was listening to a couple of big podcasts about movies. Yeah, and you know what? They have huh. a lot of fucking commercials, oh, interruptions fuck all the time. Every five minutes, I've got a commercial about some fucking new and, subscription box yeah, or some and here's shit. the thing. Like, we don't have that because we, we don't have any sponsors because we don't have enough listeners. That's
1: right. And here's the thing. Most of the podcasts you listen to are people who have pretty good daytime
0: jobs. Oh, yeah, no, I mean, that's So it's keep, like that's they're not
1: too. making a lot of money from their... They can't be making that much money from the. Their I give sponsors. my baseball
0: people credit because they built theirs up from nothing, mm-hmm. and they're just baseball writers. So I, I give them props. They have ads, but they don't. They don't have a ton, and they they space them out well. But anyway, actually, I will say though, I don't need to put a shout out to the Blank Check podcast, but that's a very lengthy movie podcast, and they have ads in it, but they do bits for the ads. Like, they clearly have autonomy to do whatever they want with the ads, and I appreciate what they do with the ads. Oh, okay. So I do enjoy that. Okay, but everybody too else, too many ads, we'll never have that here. We'll give you constant content without ads, because we're not popular.
1: And that brings <laughs> us to our middle segment of the actual podcast. Yeah. Yeah. Where we rewatch a movie from our childhood, <laughs> yes, and decide if it was good or not.
0: <laughs> that's pretty much what we do.
1: Yeah, and we're old. Yeah, millennials. This is
0: the part you should have explained earlier, but that's fine.
1: Yeah, people are. we still, still figuring it, it out. Like, what the fuck is this podcast? What am I? What are we? I doing don't know. We've podcast? done
0: 110 of them. And we still can't figure it out, can we?
1: I'm doing a great job. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. I segued us. I re explained things. So Today, we're doing. We are talking about. Con Air, 1997, because it is the summer of Brockheimer. Not the summer of Blockbusters, the summer of Brockheimer. It could
0: be the summer of Blockbusters. It's also the summer of Brockheimer in which we took an entire month off to go on vacation.
1: (laughs) Yeah, a much needed vacation of which we will not experience again for another 18 months. Fuck off, your buddy. Yeah, no kidding. Okay. (laughs) Conair <laughs> is from 1997. Ooh, what is this? Hmm. IMDb has like, changed their look.
0: Well, is it just that you got no, some heavy no, ads no, going? No, because oh. I got
1: an announcement last time I was on IMDB, whatever the site is, and mm-hmm. they're like, I'm like, look at our new look. I don't like it.
0: Okay. Sorry. So,
1: I don't have what I like.
0: Well, that's why let I opened me... up the Wikipedia page Ugh, for I you, too.
1: Wikipedia, too. Okay.
0: Well, anyway. High stats. You want to do high stats or you want to do what we remember?
1: No. I'm going to give you some high stats. We're going to do what you remember.
0: Which one are we going to do first? What do you remember? <laughs> What's what you do you remember?
1: It's where
0: uh, we uh, <laughs> figure out. Yeah. Keep going. You got it.
1: What we remember. And so before we rewatch the movie. Yeah. We sit down mm-hmm. and uh, put our pen to the paper and say right. what we remember. And usually what you
0: do is you go over to Wikipedia and you just, you just That's copy and you paste. That's not true. That's not paste. true at all. I don't do any of that. And I wrote your notes without even looking at anything. So eat shit. <laughs>
1: And then it's where I
0: look at the casting I gave you. I gave you the I, I gave you I names of that. characters and the actors who played them without looking at IMDb. Do you
1: want a digimetal? Yeah,
0: I'm just saying I know this movie pretty Do you well. Want a except for one key thing which is in my what you remember which makes me mad, but that's okay.
1: What Angela remembers? Okay. Did you write that?
0: I wrote that for you.
1: You wrote what and you typed that out yeah, cuz you so didn't that, think that I would know what this giant paragraph was like I'd forget that I wrote that.
0: Yeah, I I did think you would forget that. <laughs> Yes, yes. I I thought you would forget it.
1: Fun fact: I might have ADHD. Yeah. Okay. What Angelo remembers? (laughs) Let me pull my laptop over here, and I spoke it into the Word Doc. So half these words. You said pen to
0: paper. You just spoke it into your phone, and I typed it with my thumbs.
1: With my thumbs. Yeah. Honestly, your typing is is faster than my keyboard typing. Mm -hmm. Nick Cage Mm -hmm. is in a bar with his pregnant girlfriend, who gets insulted or threatened. And then he beats up a guy and kills him and then goes to jail and then has to wait like 12 years before he gets out of prison to meet his daughter. It's like six. So he has to fly on Con Air with a bunch of other scary convicts and is it going, is it going to get out or the convicts, see this is where (laughs) my my text have typed in work. Yeah. Or or the convicts is planning an escape with uh, John Malkovich and then there's a stuffed animal and a letter that's written. Um and it's sad and Steve Buscemi's in the movie and he's super creepy and I think at the end he goes free which is creepy to see him walking around. Does he meet his daughter at the end and save the day? I think so. Yeah, it's a pretty good movie. Nick Cage. (laughs) I I like yours better. Yeah, fucking nailed it. I mean,
0: so then rather than writing because I've seen Con Air as about as much as I've seen The Rock at a certain age. At a certain one of the reasons that we're doing this is that at a certain point in my life, when I really discovered that I really liked watching a lot of movies, mm-hmm. was about the age when I was just like, I can watch R-rated movies, and my parents don't seem to give a shit. Oh, yeah. So then, when Con Air and uh, The Rock come along, especially, it's just like these movies are naughty in that mm-hmm. they're violent, mm-hmm. and it's like my parents don't seem to care. Let's roll. And I was like, you know, in middle school, mm-hmm. which like, I mean, 14. that's fine. A lot of people in middle school watch R-rated. Like that's not it's not a thing. But see, when you're like haven't done it yet, it's like. Mm-hmm. And you're into movies, you're like, oh, this is great. So Con Air was one of those movies I've seen Con Air a lot of times. Same with The Rock. I think Rock.
1: a lot of old millennial boys have seen Con Air a lot.
0: Yeah. And, you know, it's a, during a period where, you know, I was just like a big time, like Nick Cage is my one of my favorite actors. Spoiler alert, he's still one of my favorite actors. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> Um, But anyway, so rather than writing Remember, which is everything, I just started to write uh, basically lines that I remember uh, like John Malkovich saying in the movie, which is, Nothing makes me sadder than when an agent loses his bladder on the airplane, he sings it. I won't sing it here. Nothing
1: makes me sadder.
0: Nothing. Oh, fine. I'll sing it. Nothing makes me sadder than the agent lost his bladder on the airplane. Yep. (laughs) Good stuff. We had to bag him and tag him. Spitters and shitters. That's another Malkovich line. Uh Nick Cage asks, uh, says put the bunny back in the box In a very specific way And then I wrote See what I remembered was there's a, You're right about the letter He gets a letter right before he gets home from his daughter And it's like my. But then I like the part where John Malkovich finds yes. the letter And he reads it like a little girl He goes my daddy's coming home on July 14th But see when I wrote all this out I got pretty much the whole thing right But I didn't get the date wrong I wrote July 18th
1: Yeah you fucked that up Tyler It was
0: July 14th And I was pretty mad when it came up
1: yeah, you fucked it up.
0: I did. I did fuck it I'm up. I'm disappointed. And I said, look, there's no point in writing what I remember because I remember everything.
1: Shippen. Also,
0: this movie has a roll call at the end, which rules, and it does.
1: You didn't remember that. Huh? You did remember that correctly.
0: I love roll calls in movies. Roll calls in movies are not just... See, a lot of movies will give you, like, the the credits at the end now with a little credit sequence, which I also... Hey, look, I also like those. Mm-hmm. Um, where they, you know, they especially with Pixar, you get some fun art and stuff like that. Totally. I like that. Um Anyway, a roll call, a true roll call is when you get, like, the names of the actors with either, like, them in a scene or, like, the picture. Uh-huh. And I'm all about that. The
1: best are the freeze frames from the movie. <laughs> yeah. Those yeah. are my favorites. So, like, and, it, you
0: know, it's not always... And then the, in Con Air, they're not freeze frames. It's, a, you know, it's just a scene or whatever. But, um yeah. So, I, I always liked how Con Air had... Although, in a very... Ran, like, it has one of the most random ordered uh roll calls I've ever seen. Yes, Nick Cage is at the end mm-hmm. as he should be but like malkovich and john cusack and all these other people that you would like there's no rhyme or reason it's not alphabetical and it's all over the place it's
1: like they pulled them out of a hat
0: maybe they're by that i didn't think about this maybe they're by alphabetically by the character name no. but no even monica potter is second to last as no. uh, uh as you know whatever lyle pulled him out forward. of a hat i think it feels like it it feels like it um so that's what i i mean that's what i remember let's do some high stats
1: some high stats Con air. One word or two words?
0: Uh, one. Uh, no, it's two words. I saw you write it as one word, though. I fixed it.
1: <laughs> I did write it as one it's word. Frustrating. <laughs> Cause it's frustrating. Why? Because wrong. All right. It came out on June sixth, nineteen ninety-seven. Mm-hmm. It's one hundred and fifteen minutes long. Yeah. Why is it in minutes? Like, now i got to do math to it's figure it out. It's five minutes
0: short of two hours. So
1: 190 is an hour and a half.
0: No, 190 is not an hour and a half. 90 is. I
1: mean, 90 is 100. <laughs> Ooh,
0: it got <laughs> long. Caught air got long.
1: Oh, my God. I'm so tired. Mm-hmm. Okay. What else do I usually talk about with High Stats? High Stats?
0: box office. Give me the cast. Give me the director. I got some back. I got some information for you anyway, so it's cool.
1: Oh, well, I can just read what you wrote me?
0: What did I write? Yeah, you can. I, that's why I wrote it for you. This
1: movie. Con Air Was starring Nicholas Cage as Cameron Poe Yeah John Malkovich as Cyrus the Virus Grissom John Cusack as Agent Vince Larkin You wrote this from memory? Yeah Who are you? <laughs> Ving Rames as Diamond Dog Steve yeah. Buscemi as Garland Green Mm-hmm T
0: Michael T. Williamson
1: Michael T. That's how he spells his name? Yep that's very cool. With an M
0: and a K and an E. And yeah, a, I like yeah. it. It looks nice. Michael T. Williamson. Michael
1: T. Williamson is Poe's friend, Baby-O. Baby-O. Dave Chappelle as Pinball. Yeah. Danny Trejo as Johnny 23.
0: Mm-hmm. They'd call him Johnny 20, uh, Johnny 8, 9, is it Johnny 600, if they knew the truth? I think yeah. it's Johnny 600.
1: Yeah. Uh, MC yeah. Ganey, a.k.a. Mr. Friendly.
0: Mr. Friendly from Lost, MC Ganey. Swamp Thing. Swamp Thing. Potter. Yep. Monica Potter. Yeah. Cole Meaney
1: as Asshole, D-E-A. As kicker, that's the as kicker guy. license plate. Yep. Yeah, I remembered all that from memory. Bitch.
0: <laughs> yeah, I wrote that.
1: You called me a bitch.
0: No, it was a. It was an Aaron Paul bitch. Breaking oh, Bad bitch. Like didn't. bitch. Yeah, you bitch. Did. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. You didn't write that. But I added that for you.
0: Oh, you? I didn't write bitch. No.
1: <laughs> <It seems laughs> that's like. very unlike you. Would <laughs> not I don't know. write that.
0: Yeah, bitch. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Bang, bitch. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm.
0: So. Right. um... What do you want yeah. to talk about? I mean, I. So I love this movie, but, like, one thing, even when I watch it all the time, I'll tell you what I always did. Mm-hmm. Fast forward through this bullshit beginning. God, it's, it's so stupid. The
1: stupidest.
0: It really is. I
1: think we can all agree on that.
0: Yeah, so, you know, he's... he's an, So what I find fascinating, both this and The Rock especially, are just, like, really randomly negative toward, like, armed forces, like, in a weird way. Like, like in what world? This isn't, like... Or they're the bad 70s, guys, or... This isn't
1: the 60s and 70s. This isn't, like... Vietnam time. Yeah.
0: So he's an army ranger, but get a montage of him just being, like, highly decorated. He goes to this bar, and these fucking asshole guys just start messing with him and, they're like, hate him because he's, like, part of the... He's a ranger? Like, an army ranger? And they're just like, oh, screw you. Like, they hate him because of it. It is so weird. It is, like, not what you expect in, like, uh... That kind of place. Usually, the you know, I don't know. Most people are fairly respectful of the military. It seems like, in yeah. terms of like, and and like, who's picking a fight with Army Ranger? I don't know. Like, you got to be, you got to be the dumbest drunk guy in the world to be yeah. like, here's this highly decorated Army Ranger, and I'm a guy in a bar. I don't think I'm gonna pick a fight. with I'm gonna with that
1: go guy. rip off all his badges on his uniform. It's insane. I'm gonna threaten to basically rape his girlfriend to yeah. his face. Uh, it,
0: it's wild and you know you get this sequence where they you know there's a little bit of a conundrum like a fit and then they actually have the fight outside where no one's a witness and like they have a knife and they like uh they try to stab him. you do get a little bit of how do i live without you song that was very oh, popular yeah. during this period although it's not see you were you even you even didn't think this correctly you know that song is a Ann rhyme song it is not uh, originally a liam rhyme song it's a, like Diane Womack or whatever. Oh,
1: I like how you're like unsure now.
0: Is it Diane Womack?
1: I don't know. Is it?
0: I think it is, but um, no. But it's it was it was weird because like the original version is in this movie, and like it felt like that summer or the next year, mm-hmm. it was like Leanne Rhymes suddenly was like that's Leanne Rhymes' song, and it's just like after Trisha a year. Yearwood. Oh, Trisha Yearwood. Okay, yeah, it isn't. It's she she's a like a well-established artist too. Like it just seems so weird that like Leanne Rhymes would end up like oh, having no, it was a radio written
1: by diane warren oh okay
0: diane mm-hmm. warren wrote it but Trisha yearwood, yearwood per, uh, performed it i said Diane warmack or whatever i was wrong but um I just, I just find that to be so strange it was oscar nominated though wasn't it it's not it's a bad song it's just weird that it's people think it as a leanne rhymes song even though it didn't start that way
1: pop quiz how old is leon rhymes now now yeah 42 false 38
0: Oh, a little bit older that. She's
1: an old millennial. Yeah, she, she probably is. listens to the podcast. Oh. Hi, Leanne.
0: Hi, Leanne. Your version's very good. I'm not saying that. I just, I find it weird that yours was the hit and like, you know, I don't know. I don't know the circumstances of what happened there, Leanne. Did you steal it or did you pay? I'm sure she paid to like have the rights to it, but. Do
1: you know anyone our age named Leanne?
0: No, my aunt Leanne. But she's not our age.
1: <laughs> yeah, Leanne is kind of an older lady name. I don't know very many millennials named Leanne. Oh, how dare you. Leanne.
0: My, my aunt Leanne is only 41 years old. Yikes. <laughs> What do you mean, yikes?
1: She's your aunt, and she's like the same age as you. So, like, what's happening there? She's not
0: that, but I just don't want you to don't be don't be insulting my aunt.
1: Uh, I'm soon to be an older lady. I will soon be as old as Leanne Rhymes.
0: You will be, yeah. Um, okay, so anyway the the what's extra ridiculous about this is like they there's a very quick insert shot of this knife getting taken away by these goons that he because he accidentally like uppercuts one of them it's kind of funny he like does an uppercut and he's like dead um' ju- like he's got a shitty lawyer who's just like if you plead guilty, you're only going to get four years. If you don't plead guilty, they're going to put you in jail. It's like, "Who? what court is going to put this guy in jail for this? Like, he's an army yeah. ranger.
1: What, what lawyer is going to encourage this person to plead so, guilty?
0: Lawyers is shitty. Like, it's just, it's a lot of lumbering to get this premise going. Because, like, he's a good guy. He didn't really do anything wrong. But but then, like, here comes the, like, the stupidest judge in the world. is just like, your hands are a deadly weapon. So you have to be careful when you get in bar fights. You're going to jail for the full term uh give me the big screen that says Connor. Yeah. Which Go I like, air. but God it's such a stupid I just fast forward through this shit. It just drives it's me. It's fucking
1: stupid. Like, drives just me absolutely come up with something nuts. else
0: It's so stupid. I hate it. I mean a lot of this movie is completely illogical, don't get me wrong. But at least it's like illogical in a fun way. Yeah. This is just irritating. And like I know we have to get to the premise, but and it, and look, listen. At least it only goes on for like five minutes, but man, okay. it's brutal. Well, I
1: think this is a good time for tea time for Tyler because uh, my tea water's empty. Okay, this sure. is where I fill up my tea and I just ask you whatever pops into my mind at the time. Okay, sure. Okay, so Tyler, mm-hmm. as we're talking about Nick Cage and the stupid opening of this movie, what would be a better way for Nick Cage to commit a crime that ends him in federal prison for eight years and go?
0: Well, I think you could probably more easily, like, frame him in a certain way. Because um, I, I need...
1: He's supposed to be that good southern boy, though.
0: Yeah, I mean, you'd have to, like, actually get him framed. Like, you'd have to have, like, something happen that would make sense that he... would well, not fugitive like, his def- ass. Definitively... But see, that would take up so much time. And I don't want this to go on any longer than it has to. Um I don't know. Honestly, like, in a movie as silly as this, like, just like give it to me in like the voiceover when he's writing to his kids like i'm innocent or whatever like i don't even need these scenes like just if it's going to be dumb just gloss over it even faster because like i there's probably a better way to like make it so the character like he's not like a bad guy etc cetera, etc cetera. Um, but it seems like I don't want it to take like 20 minutes to get to the, the, the premise of this movie.
1: I give you an F on that response. Okay. You didn't actually answer the question.
0: Well, cause I don't, I mean, I think it is a, listen, I I will give a, I mean, I will give the screenwriter some props and just be like, this seems like a conundrum cause you want it to be a good guy, but you don't have time to like do a proper frame up.
1: Oh, cause right. Cause if he were black, it'd be easier because you know, so many black people have just gone to prison who are fucking innocent.
0: Yeah. Well yeah, I mean I, I I would probably solve it with just like maybe a more obvious case of him being framed versus just being like this like, judge is an idiot.
1: Maybe just like don't have him even be there.
0: Yeah, or something. Yeah. Not
1: even there at the scene of the crime and then, and then he
0: gets, gets pegged with yeah. it. Yeah. I mean, I mean I, that's it. I, I think that He could
1: get in a fight with the person and then someone else could kill the person. That's it. He gets framed for the murder. Maybe. That's it. Done.
0: Yeah. I, don't I know. Solved it. Okay, that was a weird tea time with Tyler, but okay.
1: Sorry, didn't mean to make it about race. <laughs>
0: Jeez, I, I guess. got
1: uncomfortable real quick.
0: Um, But, you know, at least this thing gets going pretty quickly. You get the main players. I think that does a smart thing of... It's, again, very silly. John Cusack is kind of in charge of this plane, and he, like... Gets with the Colmini characters as a dick, and he's just like, what's going on here? Well, we got this prison full, of, or this plane full of prisoners. Let's go through the roll, Cal. Mm-hmm. Here's Diamond Dog. He did this and, so this and this and this. That so fucking bizarre. So Diamond Dog, which, this is the first time I really kind of, like, paid attention to, like, what he did. It's kind of fucked up. Like, he is... Um, what's he in for? He's an activist, mm-hmm. right? So he's an activist who's like, uh, like a. I think they want to, like, kind of equate it to, like, Black Panthers only. It's like, uh, everything about it is just like, okay, he's kind of just like a big active, you know, he's an activist. But then, like, at the end, he's like, oh, he set people on fire. And he's really? a super murderer. And it's just like, oh, or he's like, he, he was going after the NRA. And, like, it, there's, like, a very pro NRA comment here. It's so weird. It's just a weird, like, framing of, like, this guy because like to start out with is just like okay well he's an activist he's trying to you know he believes in what he believes in, and it's like oh and then he like okay then he burned a bunch of people okay mm-hmm. yeah whoops all right that's bad but it's just like why frame it with that political angle i just i find that to be strange and it especially during the screening i thought like oh my god is this going to be like way more of, like racially mm-hmm. like uh questionable than i remember because i do remember like dave Chappelle's some of his little rants and so i was kind of like oh god I was like, how much of this is there? And then, I mean, we'll get to it, but I think it is sh- surprisingly not that much <laughs> okay. um, after that point.
1: You pretty much nailed his character, Diamond yeah. Dog. Do you want me to hear, give you the official? Yeah. He, uh, mm-hmm. He's a secondary antagonist.
0: Well, yeah. He's, He's like-
1: an ex-military black, Supre- black supremacist supremacist yep which is a, just leader, a weird thing in a convicted movie convicted of multiple murders yeah he was a general in a black supremacist military group known as the black guerrillas he was found guilty of blowing up a meeting of um national rifle association <laughs> members
0: <laughs> oh my god claiming
1: they represented the the basest negativity of the white race during his incarceration he wrote a book titled Reflections in a Diamond Eye which was reviewed by the New York Times as a wake-up call for the black community. Apparently the book was also attracted the attention of Hollywood for they're a They're talking to
0: Denzel with for the, the possibility
1: movie. of starring Denzel Washington yeah, in the He's like they're talking
0: role. to Denzel. See all of that is the part that's just like um guys like so you're saying they're trying to make it like this like it seems like the movie is trying to say we're annoyed oh, like oh look at the media making this guy like uh an icon of like uh black power or whatever mm-hmm. and it's just like I think you guys are on the wrong side. I was like, yes, I'm aware that like he blew up a bill. Like that's not good. He's a murderer. Mm-hmm. Like, why does it have to have this racial <laughs> tinge where you're obviously like com- like you're obviously trying to make a comparison to the Black Panthers. It's very weird.
1: It is very Talking weird.
0: to Denzel for the movie. Oh uh, boy. Okay. Anyway, then we get Billy Bedlam. He's a guy that like I don't know, like he's an afterthought villain, honestly.
1: What did he do?
0: Cage takes care of this guy in the underbelly of the plane like halfway through because he's, uh, he's really just like Irritated He's the guy with the big hair I don't know I can't remember that guy's actor's name Because it's no good to me He's just like not as good He's just not as charismatic As everybody else in the movie So like who cares
1: He's creepy with his curly hair
0: I guess but
1: He's one of the two si- mm-hmm, mm-hmm. He's like
0: the third guy With the little pin in his hand
1: He is a convict guilty Of murdering an entire family Due to a combination oh, Of a yeah. faithful spouse And an irrational Killed the dog disability. Yeah he even
0: killed the dog Or whatever I remember that yeah um, and then you get to the big dog, Cyrus the Virus, played by John Malkovich. In, um I don't know how they, I don't know what they did or how much money they gave him mm-hmm. to just come and do this movie. It seems like a weird uh, pick for John Malkovich, but my God, what a perfect uh, so good. bit of casting. Because he's so just good. delightfully awful, but in a way that it's just like, you want to watch him, even though he's horrible and, you know, you definitely want to see him get killed at the end and you know he's a bad dude but he's just yeah, he's charismatic man reads the lines like uh like something else uh like just the way he says rotting corpse mm-hmm. and uh other things of this nature are, are uh, only only a John Malkovich reading would uh would suffice and I'm glad they got him for the part
1: he's so good
0: yeah, he's amazing. He's just uh, he's oh, he, like he likes to brag that he's killed more men than cancer. That's what John Cusack says about Cyrus the Virus.
1: He's committed murder, kidnapping, robbery, extortion, and other criminal acts. He'd spent 25 years in jail as as it started at the age of 14. He earned two degrees while in jail. Murdered 11 inmates, instigated three riots, and escaped lawful custody twice.
0: twice. Escaped twice, um, and then of course this great moment is uh, punctuated with one of the two iconic Nicolas Cage gifts that was gifted the world. It's yeah. his wind blowing in his long hair, yep. smiling when he feels the sunlight, slow-mo shot, and it's glorious. We will later get the one where he smiles and winks, which mm-hmm. is also just, like, used on the internet constantly. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Conair, for giving us uh, the quintessential... of uh, it's. It's that... Okay, well, like of your Nicholas Cage like if you're going to use it for an internet picture you get your Nicolas Cage in uh uh the, your two Conner Nicholas cages you get the uh wild shrug that he has with a golden gun in face off and then you get um uh a few from Vampire's Kiss yes you do <laughs> and there's others but those are your those are your key uh gifables of your uh of your Nicholas Cage
1: yep like i just typed in uh nick best Nicolas Cage meme and the first one that pops up is him with the wind and over says gently blow on your screen right now because then it's like you're blowing into Nick Cage's hair.
0: Yeah,
1: (laughs) It's fantastic and I love it.
0: Yeah. So, I mean, we should also say that Nicolas Cage is doing uh, quite (laughs) a southern accent (laughs) in this movie. I'm not sure if it is uh, southern accurate so much as it is just like what Nick Cage decided to do and I, I thank him for it because it is just like... Uh, uh, my favorite being, uh, when, cause everybody calls him a hillbilly, uh, Ving Grahams at one point on the plane goes, Hey, what's up hillbilly? What Mm -hmm. you thinking about hillbilly? He's like, now what was I thinking about? Oh yeah. Yeehaw.
1: Oh yeah. Yeehaw. Uh,
0: and then it's like, and then later when John Cusack, uh, is asking him what he's going to go do after they meet at the hangar, he goes, what are you going to do? And he goes, Nick Cage goes, well, what do you think I'm going to do? I'm going to save the fucking day. (laughs)
1: Apparently it Amazing! Was, it was Nick Cage's idea to make the character southern. <laughs> of
0: course it was. This is why. This is why. You when you hire Nicholas Cage, I think the only rule that you should ever have is like, listen, Nick, eh, do what you want to do. <laughs>
1: You're like, hmm, I'm gonna make him southern. Great. Love it. Yes, more.
0: It's amazing. Uh and it's just great. It's just perfectly goofy but but like he totally buy him as this fucking badass. Like everything about it just kind of works, even though it's silly. Mm-hmm. And I like that. What do you think about John Cusack's movie? Cuz this is not John Cusack is not an action guy. Uh and he has to do a lot of running and a lot of shooting in this thing. He's a secondary guy and he's definitely kind of portrayed as like not definitely not as a big of an ass kicker. Definitely not, but
1: I didn't love him. What? I know. I know. My
0: man Cusack, you're going to do him dirty? I am. What? Okay, why?
1: I don't know. I just wasn't that excited by him.
0: (laughs) Why not? He definitely feels a little uncomfortable.
1: Okay, one, why is his suit so big?
0: (laughs) Two. It's the 90s. His suit is very big. (laughs) He's just got this giant jacket on. I love it.
1: Two. He's not cool enough to be in this role.
0: I don't think he's supposed to be cool. Like, I think that he, like, they definitely knew what they were doing. Like, he's, like, not supposed to be cool.
1: I don't know. Like, who is this character?
0: A lot of the movie is this, especially the second half, is, like, him in a helicopter or yelling at another helicopter being, like,
1: no, don't!
0: <laughs> like, there's a lot of that.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: But he's got some good, um, he, I don't know. Like, I think he's pretty good at some of the quips. Um, I just, I, I kind of like his casual vibe. Um, it It is, he definitely, like, seems like, I think it's good that you when you see him, like, when he cocks a gun at the air, like, at the Langley, at the airport, the, the, the desert airport, when he's got to, like, get involved and start shooting, you definitely get the vibe, of, like, oh, my God, he's going to get shot in the face instantly. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's, like, kind of what it's going for. They want you to feel, like, worried for this guy. <laughs> It is a little weird that, like, he and Nick Cage kind of get, like, this badass uh, motorcycle chase at the end of the movie, because that part is like, I don't know, John Cusack's uh, hanging tough with Nick Cage here on this motorcycle. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I'm here for it.
1: (laughs) I mean, I like John Cusack. I just feel like it, I don't know.
0: I'm here for it. I don't know. I'm I mean, here for.
1: And it. I and I read the the writer was thinking of John Cusack while yeah. writing this. So yeah, uh, okay.
0: Who else would you have cast? I don't know. I kind of like it. I kind of like it. It's a, a tough weird... character. It is, and I but I I kind of like that it has like this like it would be boring with a lot of other actors, and it's not boring. Mm-hmm. Like he's definitely like doing something, and I like that. I like that it's got a little bit of an, a a weird energy to it. And it, it, I think he plays off against the I mean I don't I'm not a big fan of Meany's dick uh no. I mean he's too dickish. Again,
1: movies like this don't need that. We have enough villains. We have in a the
0: good movie. villain already. Yeah. We have a whole plane full of villains.
1: Yeah, we don't need
0: We don't need this dick on the ground.
1: Yeah. That Although, was irritating.
0: The dick on the ground's kind of right, honestly, a lot of the time. I mean, kind of. They're just like, we should shoot the airplane down before it gets to the strip. Oh, yeah, probably. Was he
1: also, right when he was like, I should let my my oh, no, agent was, go on the plane oh, no, with a was, fucking gun. Oh
0: no, that was a terrible idea because nothing makes anybody matter than when the agent loses his bladder on the airplane. Yeah, no, I mean, he's a dick. He he, he gets his he tries to sneak it. He they have an agent on board because uh, he's at the different agent. He's is he DEA. Which one's DEA? He's DEA. And he slips a gun on the plane. Now, again, it doesn't really matter because, like, when they land, there's a whole freaking arsenal of weapons under the plane or whatever. Um, And there's a gun in the cockpit, which is silly, too. But, um, yeah, he gets himself killed pretty instantly right when they take over the plane.
1: This is definitely pre-9-11.
0: Cyrus the virus, man. His plan plan is insane because Mm -hmm. not only has he crafted this uh, uh, escape basically just on having, like, a pin in his hand... And he, uh, Dave Chappelle, like, coughing up a, a lighter Gasoline. to light a guy on fire to cause a distraction. Like, that's pretty wild. That's believable. Like, okay, like, a little thing. They They're just really cunning escape artists. But, like, the shit that's going on in his old cell. Where they find like a bomb and like like five guards get just blown up for no reason in the mm-hmm. middle of this movie, and all the plans are hidden behind the wall. Like he's like, who's watching this guy? This guy is like easily the most dangerous person in America,
1: who's successfully escaped several times,
0: and he's got like stuff behind the wall, like plain like schematics. It's just wild. <laughs> like somebody's really dropped the ball at the prison. I'll tell you it's that because
1: you can't watch these people twenty four seven.
0: I watch that guy twenty four seven. Like have a guy looking at that guy the whole time. Yeah, that's what I would recommend.
1: And he needs to be in like a steel jail cell not like a stucco one
0: i mean this movie is just super loaded with talent i mean having being rames as your secondary villain i mean that that that's gonna pay dividends obviously he's charismatic michael t williamson is kind of like a go- he's just like a goofy friend who just needs his- god damn it just needs his insulin i don't know why they don't give him this insulin <laughs> there's so many like what because- plan was it to give him the insulin on the plane anyway like give him the insulin like before he leaves the air uh leaves the leaves the facility like on the on the bus, and then when the whole reason Nicholas Cage is because he's you know he's hitching a ride home, mm-hmm. uh, he's finally getting paroled. He's going to see his daughter. He's getting off, and he has an opportunity to get off the plane at one point. And he stays because his friend is needing his insulin. The things they go through to like try to get this insulin when they could just be like. Even when he lies about, like, I want to stay on the plane. It's like, why do you want to stay on the plane? He could have just been like, well, my friend needs insulin and I just don't want to leave him. Like, that would be better than all the lies he piles up. Well, they
1: don't <laughs> trust Cyrus, though. He's crazy. He could just shoot his friend in the head and then be like, well, there you go. Now you don't have a reason to stay. So he's unpredictably scary.
0: I guess, but... I he's mean... unpredictably
1: scary. So that's actually, I feel like, definitely not an option.
0: I don't know. I feel like you gotta, like play up the he says like i need my insulin or whatever he knows like he needs his insulin he's falling over in death like half the time like they're aware this guy's having an insulin problem like what would be the harm in just being like yeah i need some insulin shots because i even...
1: might just shoot him in the head because oh, he's all right. crazy all
0: right maybe maybe yeah, um that's my thought we get this absolutely insane. I mean, this plan is so insane. It's predicated on them landing <laughs> at a stop in Carson City to pick up more prisoners, mm-hmm. in which they use a storm <laughs> that uh, that is happening to like cover themselves up. Yeah,
1: had there not been a storm, <laughs> I don't know the fuck what they are were they gonna, gonna do.
0: do. Um, you know, they because they have to get the the guy who's paying for like the jet at the Lerner Airfield. They have yeah, to get this camera. guy in Carson City. Um, so like, but it's entirely dependent on this. It just seems like this just doesn't seem like a very logical plan. Um, but that's where we do get, uh, Steve Buscemi into the movie. This is a weird, uh, character that they decided to add in the movie because he doesn't Mm -hmm. bring any, there's nothing about him in the movie that has anything to do with anything else. Nope. (laughs) He's just there to be a super weird, super serial killer Mm -hmm. who says creepy things Mm-hmm. And then has a weird side where you are terrified that he's going to murder a child, a small child, in the middle of this movie, and you're like, "Oh my god, what am I? What movie am I watching? Like
1: this is going to get terrible." Only
0: to have a gag where he's just like, "No, he didn't kill her. In mm-hmm. fact, it might have like made him not insane anymore." Mm, it's yeah, so no. weird, and it's, it's
1: so creepy. Now that
0: being said, like he's very good at playing this creep, and uh, you know it's entertaining. And Nicolas Cage gets some great, great little interaction with him. He's just like.
1: Not much is known about him, other than that, of his crimes, the murder of about thirty individuals along the eastern coast of the United States. Yeah. Thirty.
0: Yeah, he he butchered a lot of people. He's a he's a psycho. Uh, Michael T. Williamson. At one point, when he gets on the plane, he's like, "What do you think's wrong with them?" And Nicholas Cage is like, "I would guess a lot." A lot. <laughs> uh, and then you got uh, yeah, uh, M. C. Ganey, Mister Friendly from Lost. He's the pilot they bring on board. Um, and then. Dave Chappelle is kind of key to this uh thing and here's where see once he gets introduced and he's just granting about um he's making Native American jokes to the in one of the inmates or whatever oh the, like I mean it's just one thing after that I guess he like improved a lot of this because it wasn't written um when this is going on early in the movie it's just like oh my god is this movie like just full of like weird race stuff but then, right when he gets off the plane, all that kind of stops. Yeah,
1: it was all Dave Chappelle.
0: <laughs> He's just ranting. And, it you know, some of it's kind of, like, funny in a way that's, like, not that... I mean, it's just kind of racist, but whatever. Like, it's not...
1: Dave, the way Dave Chappelle delivers things is funny, yeah. but the content, it's not Content's shitty, funny. and you
0: could tell it was improv shit. It's just yeah. like, hey, this guy's Native American. Can you, like, riff for five minutes? It's he could like, have
1: been just as oh, funny cool. in his delivery of saying, like, this guy, why you got such a big head? Like, it could have been nothing to do with his uh, no, race I know. Whatsoever. It's weird.
0: It's just a weird uh, thing. But this movie does have a great gag of, like, he gets off the plane to, like, move the transponder. Uh, he tries to get back on the plane because he gets distracted by a lady, and he gets stuck in the 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 wheels
1: yeah but you don't even know that
0: happens to him until nick cage finds him in there and here's just like this uh Dave Chappelle dummy that doesn't really look like Dave Chappelle.
1: <laughs> no, in in fact, I think I've seen this movie multiple times and not realized that that was him. Like
0: that's because you didn't like watch the beginning or whatever. He's like that's not Dave Chappelle. Like, wait,
1: what the fuck? Who's that?
0: And we get this very strange thing where they drop the body and Nick Cage writes a note on it to tip John Cusack off, and the body lands on it i do kind of. I mean, it's just such an absurd thing. I do like the actor, this old man mm-hmm. who's like. Oh, look at this. Bird shit. I like the way that this guy talks, but yeah. it's just so... Like, here's this body that just doesn't... Doesn't just explode on impact, which I'm surprised by, frankly. Mm-hmm. Like, don't you think a body no. would explode?
1: What we've learned from the Fast and Furious movies is uh-huh. that if you land on a car, it breaks so your you're, fall. So you're
0: saying if Dave Chappelle wasn't already dead, uh huh, he would have survived that fall.
1: Probably. I like this Maybe logic. with a few injuries and broken bones.
0: Yeah. Um. So, you know, the other thing I wanted to... Uh, bring up now so i the director is simon west we didn't talk about that at the beginning he's like pretty good staging action in this movie what's weird about him is that he doesn't really like make a very any more decent movies after this no he made the general's daughter which is not a great john travolta movie uh he did an expendable sequel which is none of those movies are that particularly good and it's like the first tomb raider with angelina jolie definitely not good and it's, like, not much else.
1: And that's it. You went through his whole bio right there. And he
0: didn't really make anything before this movie, really. He was a music video director. Yeah. Which you showed me the music video he directed, too, didn't you? I did. Yeah, that was pretty good. <laughs> Who is that by?
1: Oh, I gonna have to look.
0: Okay. But anyway, he's pretty good at staging stuff. And um, to the point where, you know he kind of does a good job of making cool looking things that make no sense um and this is pretty much the entire like learner airfield thing where they land uh to to fight you did you have the answer for me
1: never gonna give you up
0: never gonna give you up Bye. huh by
1: rick astley
0: rick a- rick astley is his name
1: yeah a-s-t-l-e-y that's <laughs> astley what, that's what it says okay
0: never gonna give you up never gonna let you go never gonna turn around yeah. and hurt you. Yeah. yeah. I don't want to pay for it, so be careful.
1: Okay, I won't play then. <laughs> you sing it.
0: And now hurt it's gonna, you. Now yeah. in my head. We're sued. Um, Shit. So they land at this airfield, and this is where they're, like, we we think that this guy, Santino is the guy they pick up and he like, they're supposed to get a new plane there. Right.
1: You know what? All the times I've watched this movie. Yeah. I never, okay. Some some The movie's so good, right? But it's some,
0: good in terms of entertainment value, but yes, it's silly.
1: I never understood why they went down to Carson city. I never noticed that they were picking that guy up. I never realized that they needed that guy for the next airplane. Yeah. I had no idea that only you actually, honestly, you just explaining that right now. is was like, Oh, that's why they landed. Okay. <laughs> Literally, only in this moment. Well, and then did he tries to that. double
0: cross them, because they land at this airfield. I didn't understand? And any they're like, of that. "Well, what are we going to do now? Like, like, well, we're waiting for the plane. Well, the plane is hiding. He's mm-hmm. trying to get away without Cyrus mm-hmm. the virus, right? Um, so they land at this remote airfield, and um, they have killed. They have a dead body in the someone. I mean, he's, just, I mean, he's got people all over the place. Cyrus yeah. the virus. He's killed off the air controller, traffic controller yeah. at the. Anyway, it's a cool set up in terms of just, like, having this stark area. There's, like, an old gas... <laughs> it's an airfield, but there's, like, just a gas station <laughs> with just, like, regular you gas. fuel up! Yeah, but fuel up from, like, this regular... Because we have to blow that up at one point. And then the key part of this is it's an open desert. Completely open. There's nothing in, for any anywhere, for miles. Very
1: wide, flat spaces. And yet spaces.
0: there is, like, this gauntlet of, like, plane parts that they, uh, it's the like road a drives plain through.
1: Plain junkyard with us. Narrow, clear road.
0: It's a gauntlet where you could definitely, like, stage a cool action scene where people are shooting and stuff like that. And you're like, that's a cool design. Like, I like how they built this thing. But, like, the second you think about it, even for a second, it's just like, what the fuck? Why are all these police officers in this open desert where there's, like, not even really... I mean, there's a road, but it's, like, a dirt road, and it looks the same. And they're like, we gotta go through this gauntlet to make sure we get to the plane. Mm -hmm. What on... I, again, I feel like this is insulting to military because it's like, look at these idiots. They're just going to go through this They're gauntlet so for no stupid. reason. Like, it is the absolute worst. It's like, because they, they just want to set up a scenario where, like, when you are doing, like, a convoy, an army convoy, and you go through, like, a city, it's super dangerous because there's so many things where yes. bad shit can go wrong, right? Yes. They want that, only, like, it's a desert, and you definitely don't need to go through this gauntlet to get anywhere. you nope,
1: could just go right around it. You could
0: literally it. drive around it. But no, they go right through it. Uh, but, you know... It's cool looking. I my The one thing I had a faulty memory on was like, like this is brutal. Like there's like there's like fifty cars, like fifty cars, but it's like ten cars and like fifty army guys. You're like they're gonna murder all these people. This movie has a huge death count, and it does, and mm-hmm. they do kill a lot of them. But John Cusack does get a truck and like saves a lot of yeah, them.
1: it's like this giant bulldozer thing that they use yeah. as like a shield to. So
0: he does not all of them die, which I appreciate, but um, it's pretty brutal and it's a cool looking uh, place to shoot like a, an action shootout. But I mean, it just doesn't yeah. make any sense. Um, yeah, I mean, and then, you know, it's pretty much one thing I like about this movie is that it, it just moves. Cause like it's, it's up and down a couple times and then it's the climax, right? I mean, they, he does attach when, uh, John Cusack leaves and originally he takes, the. Uh, dickhead's car that has the ass kicker license plate mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and that's how it gets you know nicholas cage trying to like stop the plane a hundred times gets the little hook attached and the the car is flying through the air at one point and gets crashed into the tower and that's cool um haha. and then we're in vegas and it's pretty much like there's a little bit of shooting and then they're trying to land the plane on the strip it's pretty wild
1: it is pretty wild
0: it goes it punches by it
1: snaps along pretty
0: quickly and you know we get a lot of uh a lot of the guys you know there's, there's a fight on the plane uh but you know pretty much everybody's dispatched except for ving rames and john malkovich at this point uh and mr friendly of course um but what did you think about like this climax which is the the the, the crash Plus the motorcycle, I find it hilarious that this movie literally like has a plane landing through the strip, big crash sequence, and it's are just like, you know what, this movie needs another action sequence. Yeah, this <laughs> doesn't seem like it's quite enough. Let's keep going.
1: I mean, I wish this is this is the the action that movies like Fast Nine could deliver.
0: Well, I, really, Fast Nine delivers like constant action. Like, there's a lot of mini sequences in Fast Nine, so I, I mean, I don't know what that means necessarily, but what do you mean?
1: good action scenes
0: good action scenes i don't know
1: fast nine's got the magnet cars the magnets. magnet cars (laughs) get the fuck out of here what i want is just two little white boys on motorcycles going
0: (laughs) i will say that like the you know the actual crash is pretty good um it it doesn't go on too long but they like did a model shot of the hard rock cafe um guitar which i don't even know that is that still this hard rock cafe is still a thing Anyway, that was a model shot. Looks really good. Not, you know, this is kind of before overuse of CGI, right? And then the strip looks good. And then when they actually stopped the plane there, they ran into a a real casino that was getting demolished, right? Mm -hmm. Um, The Sands. The Sands. So they got to just fuck up the front of this casino, which was really fun. Mm -hmm. So I don't know. Like, that's fun when you get to just like fuck up real shit and or things that look like real shit.
1: It's a pretty and good then you little. You have Steve Buscemi singing during the whole crash.
0: He got the whole world in his hands, mm-hmm. baby, because he learned it from the little girl who saved his soul. Yep. Um, but yeah, then they're just like,
1: oh, and then you got the rapist guy who doesn't survive, and it's... It's his, and then once they land the crash, right, his his hands have been uh, handcuffed up.
0: And it's Danny Trejo, and he plays Johnny Twenty Three. Be Johnny Six Hundred if he mm-hmm. knew the truth. And there's this—that's uh, the other person he's, that Nicholas Cage trying to protect. There is a nice a uh, guard who is uh, stuck with them and he wants to make sure she doesn't get killed, right? And Johnny-23 just wants to rape the shit out of her the and whole like, And, like, him
1: so describes... And it's so weird.
0: And even Cyrus the Virus is like, I hate rapists. Like, here's the guy who's murdered all these people. Like, you fucking suck, dude. Mm-hmm. Like, everybody hates Johnny-23 the most, right? But he gets, like, they... He beats him up and they chain him to the... He gets handcuffed... And he doesn't really get, like, any any real death sequence. Mm-mm. You just see a part where, uh, they when they land the plane, he's like, oh, yeah, oh, this guy's dead. And they pull the body away, and his arm is still there. And
1: his arm's still hanging by the handcuffs. Jesus, what cast.
0: kind of landing did they literally lose an arm?
1: That's <laughs> intense. That's why you gotta sit down and put your seatbelt on.
0: Where your seatbelt. They belt. are not
1: fucking around with us, the airplane seatbelts.
0: No I thought for a second uh when I first saw this movie that like uh, they finally landed in Michael T Williamson who's now he gets his insulin by the way hilariously he gets his insulin only then to be shot by by Cyrus the virus after he gets the insulin so now he's got to protect him that way I presume that he survives and he's fine but what I, what I really he wanted was to the ambulance. He's what fine. I really wanted them to do was like right before Ving Rhames and Cyrus got on the the fire truck just like come here baby yo you're coming with us and they throw him <laughs> on the back of the <laughs> Of the ladder and being like, sorry, Nick Cage, you gotta save him again. Boom. <laughs> and he's just like riding on the back of the. <laughs> but, you know, save him, but they're like just keep keep throwing him in peril mm-hmm. in comically uh, creative ways. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and then, you know, you got them uh, riding in this. Uh, I mean, it's a pretty, like, kind of impressive little car chase that they decide to just tack on to this movie. And um, Cyrus the Virus gets a, a pretty great. Uh, extra like extra extra death where he gets flung off of a a fire truck lands on some electrical wires gets electrocuted then lands on a little conveyor belt into like a a, a crushing some sort of crusher crusher thing whereas he conveniently falls in and his head goes there and he gets his head crushed in (laughs) it's just quite something
1: fucking brutal man
0: uh, and then you know that's the end. He finally gets to meet uh and up he gets his daughter. This
1: cringy meet up with his uh, wife, and he's disgusting and nasty. And I do appreciate
0: that this daughter is absolutely terrified of him. Yeah, she's
1: like, <laughs> I am scared and grossed out. And you smell weird, and I have I don't want a lot the of shitty, social anxiety like, right now,
0: Bunny. Like, who the fuck are you? Because the key thing here is that he didn't want to ever see her in prison. He's like, I don't want, to, I don't want my daughter to see me behind bars. It's like I don't know. Like, if you're an innocent dude, maybe it would have been beneficial to like
1: have some sort of seems like a in-person relationship
0: yeah it seems like that would have been better to Because uh,
1: like she, it's not gonna be a mystery she knows where the fuck you were so yeah,
0: yeah I don't know It's weird but I do like it's actually a good little performance by that little kid who's just like genuinely terrified of this smelly uh, greasy mm-hmm. man who's got blood all over him <laughs>
1: That's probably the, like, most unbelievable thing about the movie is that at the end he he finds the bunny floating down the street. (laughs) That is, of everything in this movie, I find that the most unbelievable thing and kind of the most irritating.
0: You know, maybe he just popped by Circus Circus and got a new one, maybe.
1: He scoops it out of the gutter like, I don't fucking get it. (laughs)
0: <laughs> where did it come from? Because
1: because well, he's moved well, location. No, but
0: they he went back though because that's where they were. Where at the plane? Where's
1: the water coming from? Why is it scooting down the water into the storm drain? Well, they I probably
0: don't... hit a few hydrants when they crashed that plane into I just, the it casino. Does not
1: make sense? Show me then a sequence, a flashback of the bunnies. You
0: want a sequence like in the Polar Express? You want to see that ticket fly through the air, get yes. swallowed by a bird? Yes. Uh, get spit out by the bird, mm-hmm. go onto the ground, get snowballed. You mm-hmm. want to you want a journey. Of the bunny through the movie.
1: I mean, like,
0: I, you want a plot yeah. twist basically where, like, you get like a flat not a plot twist, but like a flashback, like it's an oceans movie yeah. where you get to, like, see how it all went down. Yes. So at the end of this movie, the see how it all went down is just, like, the bunny through the crash landing and then, like, landing somewhere and then going through some kind yes! of extraordinary journey.
1: I have a lot of questions and curiosity. I, mean,
0: I don't hate that idea. <laughs>
1: Can someone please make that, edit it together, and send it my way? Thank that you. would be
0: amazing. What a great idea for a short film. I mm-hmm. wonder if the if
1: it's like copyright it's, problem. Because this is in
0: the this is an age of this is touchstone pictures. This is a Disney movie. I mean, mm-hmm. it's not Disney, but it's the same folks. Um, so you never. I don't know. It's kind of a bummer because it'll. never... I mean, I could put it on Hulu. Like, I guess.
1: what happened to the bunny? <laughs> Sounds like a great short. Please make that.
0: It's a bunny that gets. Uh, I mean, that bunny went through a lot.
1: Yeah, from the beginning of the journey. Billy the Bedlam
0: here. gets it, yeah. and Cyrus the Virus puts a gun to its I mean, head. Yeah,
1: I mean, there, there's a pic- yeah, that's the picture you better use in the yeah. on the site.
0: Make a move, or the bunny gets it. That's what he yep. says. Yep. So good. So Con Air, I I don't know what's what's weird about Con Air is that I think the problem with trying to do this now is that it would be CGI laden. Yeah, I think that they would be fearful of an R rating for something like this, because I, th- you know, like John Wick, those are those are hits. That's an R, hard R action movie. But like, it's not like it's fighting. Like, there's not a lot of like, they're not spending the kind of money that you'd have to spend on a, a Con Air now, like plain shit. Like, you have to be like two hundred million dollars. And are you really gonna make an R rated two hundred million dollar movie? Where people are just getting murdered. I mean, it's just not a viable, uh, financial risk, it seems like. And I just don't feel like these are movies that, that they, we, we get anymore. Like these R-rated, like, adult act, like, you know what I mean? It's from a lost era. I was, you know, you think, when you think about it, like, mm-hmm. Nicolas Cage is really one of our last, like, Action. I mean, he only did a few of these, but like at the time, like him and Travolta were like making these kind of movies, like the kind of thing that Schwarzenegger would do for a while. Mm-hmm. Even during that same period, Schwarzenegger was still doing like True Lies and stuff like that. But we don't have a lot of that anymore because Dwayne Johnson's doing family movies, and Vin Diesel can't do anything but you Fast have Tom Nine. Tom Cruise Tom Cruise is only doing Mission Impossible movies, and listen, I appreciate those, but um, again, those are very like PG thirteen. We can only do it in this lane. We can't, lane. Mm-hmm. we can't do it the way that this, I don't know. Do would we, we ever get an identity PG 13? I mean, those are, and those are more fighting, more like ground level. type Wick. stuff. John Wick. That's fighting though. Again, like I think it's not a, uh, this is not a movie that we're going to get again. And that's, and the rock too. It's just these movies that are just like, that we won't, no one's going to spend the money to, to take the risk on something like this. And, you know, I think it's a movie that would get like critically, like, be like, this is stupid. And you'd just be like, well, yeah, mm-hmm. it is stupid. But like, look what Nicolas Cage is doing. And, uh, you know, that's the key. I think like you bring in a cast. That's, uh.
1: Oh yeah. Half this the movie battle. would be dog shit without its five key actors in there.
0: Including John Cusack? Probably. Yeah. You love John Cusack. I,
1: I think I do. It's just weird to see him in that role. I don't know.
0: I like it. Give him more of it.
1: But when I think about it, he does pull it off
0: there's a guy who I wish would do because Nick Cage and John Cusack make a fair share of uh, straight to video movies (laughs) I I just wish that John Cusack would put the effort in, like Nicolas Cage usually does. I know people think that Nicolas Cage doesn't put the effort in. Oh, no, him. he does. I disagree. I do feel like he puts in the effort yeah, most Cusack of the time. He'll phone it in. He phones it in a lot. I just, he's like, I hey, don't. I'm
1: showing up and I'm talking my lines. Here you go.
0: Yeah. And then, you know, occasionally he makes like that, uh, the Beach Boys biopic thing and he's so good in that. And you're just like, God, John Cusack, you're a great actor. Like, what are you doing? Don't do this other shit. Like, wake up. Wake yeah. up, John Cusack. Come on. Yeah. Let's go. Um, anyway.
1: There you go. Con, Air. Con Air. I would watch it again and again and again.
0: It's super entertaining.
1: It's super inappropriate.
0: Yeah. But not as racist as I thought it was going to be. Yeah. Once the pinball stuff's done, it's like it's not really a thing. Yeah. They, I mean the worst after that is like they keep calling Nick Cage a hillbilly and he is a hillbilly. Well, he is a fucking hillbilly.
1: That's not racist. That's just I'll tell factual. you what I'm
0: going to do. I'm gonna say fucking day. Oh boy. <laughs> Con Air. Summer of Brockheimer.
1: All right, all everyone, got. thanks for listening. Today has been a fun po- podcast episode of Con Air from 1997. If you haven't watched it in a while, go back and watch it. Not with your children. Definitely a hard R.
0: It is a hard R. Well, I know. The next the next Brockheimer titles we would do are all back to PG-13 or, or lower. So, yeah, well, this is the end of the, the hard R, the hard R Brockheimers.
1: All right, everyone, thanks for listening. We will talk at you another movie. Thank you.